Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing out there? This is uh, New Beginnings Ministry Incorporated again. Here, yours truly is Pastor Kenneth Foy. And we are so excited and delighted to be back with you guys here on this Sunday morning and the beginning of September. I thank God for it. I thank God for it. But uh, before we get started, I'm going to ask my wife to come with our devotion. Because we're going to keep this right at an hour. But we, in an hour of hour, and we just want to celebrate and make sure that we can get everything that we have plotted to get in. in. So, Ed, why don't you just receive her as she comes with our morning devotion in our own way. Amen? Come on, receive Good morning, greetings everyone. Hope you guys are blessed by what's gonna come forward today and by the word. And I hope that it not fall on foul ground, a stony ground, and that it will bring much fruit in your life to abound in Christ, amen. Amen. I'll be reading, uh, my scripture reading will be coming from Isaiah 9, chapter 9, verse 6. And it just simply says, for, us, for unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in this provision, provides security of love of Jesus Christ and bringing us back into the fellowship and the fold with God, into one union. Amen. And we just, could you bow your head with me for a moment of prayer? Father God, we just come to you right yes. now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Just asking for your forgiveness, Father, for anything we may have done, anything we may have said, or anything we have, may have operated in that was against your will for our lives, Lord God, that was against your provisions, Father God, for us, Lord God. Anything that was displeasing, dishonorable, and distasteful in your sight, Father God. We ask for your forgiveness, O oh God. Come into our hearts, Lord God. Come into our mind and come into our lives, Lord God. Come into this session right now in the name of Jesus, O oh yes, God. God. Wash us and purify us, Lord yes. God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord God. Have your way in this place today, Lord God. Everyone that's under the sound of my voice and under the voice of Pastor Foy, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that bonds, bondages be broken, chains be broken, and people be loosed in your darling son Jesus' name. Let freedom reign, Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. When you see where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, Lord God. So we pray for liberty, Lord God. We pray for healing, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for longevity in you, Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. We lift up the sick and shut-in, Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. We lift up the people that's in prison, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. We lift up that hungry child, Lord God, that struggling mother, Lord God, or, oh, Lord God, that weary father. In the name of Jesus, we ask for your strength, your love, and your peace, Father God, to abound in the realm of this earth, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. And we will be forever careful to give you the honor, 
the glory, and the praise. In your darling son Jesus' name, we say amen. 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 I'm turning you back over to the hands of our pastor. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank God. All right, guys. We just want to get into it to make sure that we have enough time to be true to the time that we have set aside. We want to do this service within an hour. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the gospel according to Luke? The gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter number 10. I will begin reading uh, from verse 38 to verse 30, 42, rather, five verses, verse number 38 through verse number 42 in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke. All right, all right. Amen. If you have it, say amen. <laughs> like I can hear you. All right, here we go, guys, as we get ready to read. It's a story of Martha and Mary. Listen to what it said. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbled grumbled, rather, about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Amen, amen, amen. Come on now, let's work with this as we walk through this particular passage and see how does it applies to the life for us, the individual that also wants a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have some things that's very specific that we can learn from this particular subject. Listen to what it says, beginning at verse number 38. And before that, I want to give you our title this message, One Thing Needful. One Thing Needful. Jesus said in verse 42, one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that part that's needful, and uh, it will not be taken away from her. We'll talk about more of that, and as a subtopic, I want you to just jot down, down at your feet, O oh Lord, is the most high place, or calling, all right? It's the most high place, or calling. At the feet of Jesus. You can't go any higher than getting to his feet. All right, let's read. In verse number 38, it says, Now it came to pass, as they went, 
that he enter a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. This certain woman named Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. Martha and Mary alone with their brother Lazarus was dear friends of Jesus who lived in Bethany. It's easy to imagine that Martha wanted everything to be perfect when Jesus came in her home to visit. That's a good thing. I can imagine how excited it is to have Jesus in the physical come into your home. Amen. That's got to be an exciting thing. Well, there are three thoughts about this particular verse that I thought about, and so I just jotted it down so I can give it to you guys. Number one, Martha extended hospitality by welcoming Jesus into her home. That's good. Many individuals have genuinely welcomed Jesus into their home. However, the third point is, what honor it must be to have Jesus in your home teaching you. Think about it. How would you love to have this master teacher come into your home, sit down in your living room, and share a word from God with you? I mean, straight from the mouth of Jesus. How exciting that must have been for all three that's in the house, Martha Mary and uh, 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 their brother, uh, wow, and their brother, I, I, I forgot his name, but that's okay, guys. Uh, let's look at verse 39, Lazarus, there we go, Lazarus. And she had a sister called Mary in verse 39, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. All right, here we go. Mary, however, sat at Jesus' feet. She didn't do what Martha did and started uh, cleaning up, started trying to fix things around the house. She was excited that Jesus come there. And more than likely, she really just wanted Jesus to feel good about being in our house. And, and here we have in verse 39, Mary, instead of helping Martha, made a decision to sit down where Jesus was teaching and sit at his feet to hear him and hear what he has to say. Well, I had a few thoughts about this scripture also, exactly four of them. Here's what I wrote down. Mary is portrayed as uh, uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, I got to ask you this question. What would you be doing if Jesus was in your house? Would you be sitting at his feet or would you be going trying to serve in the kitchen with what Martha is doing? Uh, uh, I believe with all my heart there are two primary characteristics in every church. There are people that like doing uh, the work in church and, and, and until it overcompensates or encumbers them, but then there are people like Mary that just simply wants to hear the word and concentrate on what word is being, especially 
if it's Jesus that's doing the teaching, not the pastor, not the deacon, but Jesus, the Son of God, God manifested in the flesh. And so here he is, here he is, teaching them, and Mary is sitting at his feet. Number two, why would Mary sit at Jesus' feet? I believe that when he sat down and started teaching, Mary was overcome with joy. I am not going to miss anything that Jesus had to say. Yeah, yeah. If Jesus is going to teach, then I want to hear from the master teacher. Why would I occupy myself doing anything while Jesus is talking? I want to hear what he has to say. Number three, I jotted down. The scripture declares that she said, to listen to what he had to say. I would say that if Jesus is talking in my house, the only thing that's necessary is for me to sit down and listen. This is not pastor so-and-so, this is not deacon so-and-so, but it is Jesus Christ, the Son of God himself in the flesh, in my house, uh, and he's teaching. What's the logical thing? For me, especially if I'm a believer in Jesus, if I, he is my Lord, he is my master teacher, you know, he is everything to me. What would I be doing? I believe, I believe without even giving any second thoughts to it, that I would have sat down to listen to Jesus. So I believe you would have did it also. You would have sat down to listen to him teach. Number four, I got down. If Jesus was in your home talking, what would you be doing? I hope, I can only imagine that you'll be following the footsteps of Mary instead of the footsteps of Martha. And so that's what I want to emphasize in most churches there are two primary characteristics. There are people that's busy doing the work in the church, and there are people that is busy listening to what God has to say. Which are you? Remember, in my heading, Jesus said, there is one thing needful. We're going to get to that. But in the subtopic, down at Jesus' feet is the most high calling of God. All right, and here we have, uh, uh, we have in verse 40, we have, but Martha was grumbled about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she should help me. Bid her therefore she help me. Martha was distracted with much serving. Martha did nothing wrong in working hard for Jesus, trying to serve him. That was good. Here, her problem was here that she became frustrated and irritated with much serving. Work, the work she was doing. She was preoccupied 
from what Jesus was teaching. So Jesus is in our house that she invited in, and she is in the kitchen probably making some lemonade, some iced tea, uh, or whatever, probably making some finger sandwich, maybe even frying some drumettes or something, just to do something to feed Jesus. But I want you to mind, be mindful of, but Jesus is in the living room, sitting down, teaching. All right? Uh, there are several thoughts about this verse that I had also. And one of them, number one, was, what do you think Martha is doing? I believe with all my heart she is trying to prepare a meal. She is trying to prepare some lemonade, some iced tea. She is doing something to make Jesus' time here both meaningful and real and delightful to him. And delightful to him. Isn't it funny how one is sitting and listening while the other is distracted with doing much work inside the kitchen and not even in a place where they can hear, she can hear what Jesus is saying. What is mothers distracted with? Many tasks around the house, trying to make sure that in the last minute, if there's some cleaning I need to do, I want Jesus to see my house as clean, neat, and I'm also I want to fix him a meal, do something for him, make him feel wealthy. He may be hungry, he may be thirsty. After all, he came to house, and we just want to show good hospitality. Martha is so caught up in the work of the church, per se, that she does not have time for hearing the word from her Lord. Isn't that something? There are so many people in our churches today. They walk around while the preach word is going forward. They get up. There's no other time to go to the restroom but when they're in the midst of preaching. Can you believe that? People sit down to the worship songs and clap and sing, and it's not a bad thing. But I believe there's nothing, absolutely nothing, more important than sitting down when the Word of God is going forth and listening to Him because that Word, when we hide it in our heart, we hide it so that we might not sin against God. And so therefore, we can't hide what we have not heard. We can't live what we have not heard. We don't need to allow ourselves to be caught up in all the work of the church and miss out on the most principal thing, to hear what thus says the Lord. Notice that it was more the distraction that led to her frustration. Nobody told her she has to do anything. Nobody instructed her to go do something. You understand? And also, let me say this so you have a full picture. In those days, Mary was never supposed to sit in the living room or wherever there was a joint around the men 
and doing things. But when it comes down to the teachings of Jesus, Mary cared less about the rules because she knew one thing. She wanted to be blessed with the presence of Jesus' teaching. You understand? And when we go to church and when we attend the house of God, the number one thing that we should be focused on, I'm here to get a word. Why would I come to church for anything else but to get a word? Why would I allow Jesus to come into my house and give me everything but the word? And Jesus Christ is reputation is known everywhere because he's the kind of person no matter where he's go he's gonna always provide some teaching and what should always be the response of a believer is to sit and listen to what jesus had to say isn't that how we probably should honor our lord and our god our savior sitting Listen to him. Malta's frustration led to the indictment of Jesus. And what I mean by that, she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister, don't you care that I'm in this kitchen working all by myself while my sister is sitting at your feet listening to you teach? Don't you? She literally indicts Jesus as though She's instructing him, you should be doing something. Can you imagine telling God manifested in the flesh what he should be doing? She indicts him, say, you care not about what's going on in here? She became so frustrated till her emotional disposition took over and she overly uh, speak out of her mouth things that probably she wanted to keep in, but her frustration got the best of her till she indicted Jesus that he don't even care about her. And what I really, really, really don't understand, after indicting him, she seeks to instruct him, listen to this, in escalating Martha presumptuously indicts Jesus for not caring, and then she dares to instruct him in what he should be doing. Can you imagine anybody that's Christian instructing God what he should be doing? Is not God the instructor that instructs us? Do we not hear him and read his word? Because we need to understand what his expectations of us is. Why is Jesus teaching in that house? I believe he wants to give them a special message. Something that he possibly ain't even shared with his disciples. He wanted to speak to that house. He wanted to speak to this family. Now, I don't have no absolute of none of that, but I do have the absolute that he goes and he sits down and starts teaching. So what do you think he came there for? I think Jesus is doing what he came there for. Anything else is up to you. He doesn't get mad with Martha because she's in there trying to make some lemonade, Kool-Aid, fry some chicken, or make some sign. He doesn't get mad with her. He lets her alone. 
But she gets frustrated and frustrated. She she even attacks her Lord. She she calls him Lord and then challenges him. Mekah, therefore get up and come help me in this kitchen. Come help me serve. And what was Jesus' response? Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. The word Jesus gently says unto Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. And then as a relate careful, it means to worry or feel anxious. Also, be annoyed while some displeasure, as some displeasure. What is she annoyed about? Jesus is teaching her how she should be excited. She should be delighted. She should have been sitting down next to Mary. Rather than allowing all that anxiety, all that annoyance to be her displeasure. And, and, and she indicts Jesus that you don't even care. Well, Jesus said you're troubled about many things. The word trouble means to be distressed, unhappy, disappointed, upset, or disturbed. Martha is all of what we just read. She did distress. She is unhappy, she's disappointed, naturally she's upset, but ultimately she's totally disturbed. Her spirit is disturbed, her innermost part. There is no calm in Martha at this time. She's frustrated and she gets beside herself even with the Lord Jesus. Haven't some of us done that before, thinking that we can tell him what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, who do we think we are? John Legend got a song that talks about who do we think we are. We fly in the sky and we do the impossible and instead of enjoying that, we think we're reigning and ruling. Who in the world will go to Jesus and tell him where to get off at? How patriotic is that? How Christian is that? Lord, care not what's happening to me, that my sister would leave me serving, doing all this serving all by myself. Therefore, why don't you make her get up? And let me instruct you what to do, Jesus. Why don't you make her get up and help me serve? Who become frustrated in the presence of Christ? His presence brings such calm. His presence brings such peace. His presence and his message is no different than his person. This is who Jesus is. He comes to our house to visit us, so to strengthen us, to fortify us, to even love on us. Who would dare put him in this place and tell him what you want rather than what he's giving? Man, my God. And he said that you're troubled by many, many, many things. The things refers to matters that concerned Martha. Not Jesus. Not Lazarus. 
not even Mary. It only bothered Martha. All right. Uh, 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 concerning uh, what was going on in the house and not so much to what Jesus was saying. She had attention to be focused on what's going on in the house rather than what Jesus is saying. You know, everything that she became angry for was connected to her alone. All her frustration. So there was only one answer that Jesus can give. And in verse 42, after saying, Martha, Martha, thou care about many things, but uh, uh, and are troubled about many things, Jesus said, but one thing is needful, Martha. How many things I just said in the word of God, he said, one thing is needful. Well, what that might be, he said, and Mary has chosen that good part. Whatever Mary is doing, sitting at the feet of Jesus, Martha, really, you should have told her to push on and sit down with her. Uh, Jesus said, one thing is needful. What the word needful mean? It means you should not want to try to live without. It's necessary in your life. What's necessary? The teachings are word of God. What Christian can't understand that? Well, it happens a lot. I've seen it a lot inside of church settings where people will walk more while the preachers is preaching than they would ever walk during when the choir is singing. That has always bothered me on the inside. But I've learned to turn my attention to what God is doing so that people don't bother me. So that what they do don't bother me. Why? Because there is only one thing that's needful for me is to get what Jesus is trying to tell me. It's very personal to get the message that he is proclaiming and not be caught up in what everybody is doing when Jesus is in the house teaching. I've learned from this particular verse, one thing is needful. Martha was frustrated and disgusted, but did you notice Mary was cool, calm, and collective? I would rather have the effects of Jesus operating in my life than the effects of having worry, trouble, being mindful about many things. None of it was necessary at this moment. She made a choice all by herself to go do this work. Jesus came in and sat and started teaching. It should have been enough for her to be mindful enough that if Jesus is in my house teaching, maybe I need to be sitting down listening. Jesus said one thing is needful and Mary has chosen that good part and then he indicts her which shall not be taken away 
from the heart. She's doing the one thing that's needful. And you want me to take it away? Martha. Martha, you don't know what you're saying. And then so much you would indict me that I don't care for you? Why would you do that? Because I didn't jump to what you was trying to do? Because I didn't lean to your understanding in all of your ways? You refused to let me direct your path? So you made one yourself, and then you want me to put my stamp of approval on it. Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, but there is only one thing needful. Mary has chosen and it's not going to be taken away from her. Why? Because more than I need a sandwich, Kool-Aid or lemonade, or some fried chicken, you see, I need to be about my father's business, teaching and spreading the word so that people can live and have that life more abundant. The one thing needful refers to Mary's choice. You need to understand it. Jesus substantiated it. The one thing was needed was the choice that Mary made. But what exactly is the choice? It is not to sit at the feet of Jesus under his teeth, is it not? In other words, we know what that right choice was. It was to sit at the feet of Jesus, hearing him teach. What do you do when you go to church? Are you worrying about what the Joneses is doing? Are you concerned what your friends are doing? Or are you focused on what the preacher is saying so that you can get a word from God? so that you may go home and walk therein. Mary was being discipled by her Lord and Master. Who gonna indict somebody that's gonna sit under their Lord and Master to be taught by that person stuff that's necessary to know? If Jesus is teaching, you got to know that he's teaching what you possibly don't know, but need to know. And then finally, I have on it. Does Jesus declares that he is not, that he will not take away from Mary the thing, the one thing that is hers? Her teaching, sitting and listening and growing spiritually mature while Mary, while Martha rather, is being frustrated inside so much so, becoming so discombobulated that she dares to instruct her God, her Lord, her Master. The way she talked to Jesus wasn't as if he was her Master. But the way she talked to him was like she was the master and he needed to serve her. Therefore, bid her to come help me 
And Mekong Gitta was the instruction that she gave to Jesus to do that needed to be done. Listen to this, guys. The disciple, the root word for discipleship is disciple, which refers to someone who believes in and follows the teacher or rather teaching of another. So then, discipleship can be defined as the process of following the teachings and the leadership of another. In this case, it was Jesus. It requires both learning and following the life and teachings of the person who's being discipled. Discipleship is the process by which disciples are equipped in the work of ministry as they grow into a mature, become a mature follower. Thus, in kingdom matters, discipleship is always the right choice. You can't make the right choice, the wrong choice, by sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing him teach. It's the most smartest thing you can do. What can possibly be wrong with sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to what he is teaching? Think about it. What could be wrong with that? That can make anybody so frustrated that they indict Jesus and then instruct him what he needs to be doing. The lesson that's being taught here the fact is there are two primary characteristics within the body of Christ. There are Martha's and there are Mary's. Unfortunately, in my experience, there's been way more Martha's than Mary's. But I thank God for Mary because Mary was the figure that in my growing and establishing a relationship with God, early in my journey, I wanted to be what Mary was in this story. And even when I was a beginner, I knew enough to understand that that's where I need to be at. Now, which are you when you're in the house of God or when God is in your house? Which are you? Do you love sitting and listening to the word of God being taught? Or would you rather be more concerned with the things of this world? The truth is, there are just too many believers that feel more comfortable with doing rather than being. They feel as though if I'm doing the work in the church, then I must be half a block from heaven. But it's not doing the work that really matures us. It is listen to the message, the teachings of the word of God that is our ultimate blessing. That is, the truth is there are just too many believers that feel more comfortable we're doing rather than being. And which are you? 
True Christianity is more about and less concerned about doing. You know, it's more about being and less concerned about doing. Perhaps this is because Christ has already provided and done everything for us. Thus, not understanding what he has done in pertaining to our salvation, Jesus declares that there is one thing needful. In other words, Jesus is telling Martha, your worries, you know, your worry about the wrong thing. Can you imagine Jesus telling somebody that, that's coming to instruct him? You're worrying about the wrong thing. It's what he's telling Martha. Martha, we didn't judge you for being in the kitchen. We didn't judge you for doing what you're doing. Why are you judging me? Can you imagine judging Christ? It's one thing to judge your sister, but it's a whole nother level to judge your master, to judge your teacher, to judge Christ Jesus. It is fitting to sit and listen when I am teaching. Jesus explains that. Let him that have an ear hear what the Spirit is saying through the mouth or voice of Jesus Christ. I got a song I like to sing with you guys that goes with this message. And I just want to share it with you guys. Would you listen to the song as we uh, play it for your attention? Here we go, guys. Number two, please. Let me cut it off quick. It's all good. All right. Listen to this song. I 
message. I pray that it's been a blessing to you, that it's been a blessing in your life, and that you would hear it. And in times when you go to church or listening or sitting in a place where the Word of God is being dispensed, that you would treat that as Mary did. Why don't you take a seat and hear the Word from Jesus himself as he speaks through the man of God. We thank you for your time. We thank you for sitting in with us. We thank you for being a blessing. We see you watching. Thank you, Teddy, for being with us today. Amen, amen. And we just thank God for you. 
God, we also want to let you know there's ways that this ministry is blessing you. There are ways you can give to this ministry and be a blessing. Let God be your God. Let him be. Now, why would you bow your heads with me as we close out with a word of prayer? Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I do thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for your word. Down at your feet, is the most high place. Thank you for helping us to learn this lesson. So God, whether it be we in the house or, or virtually looking, God, that we would exalt your teaching of the word above all, all that we can do. God, when it's time for us to sit and listen, may we do what Mary did. And we know it will not be taken away from us. For you honor that person that will sit at your feet to hear you teach. And we thank you for it. Be with us, keep us as we go through this week. It's always in the blessed and wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that all the saints say, Amen. God bless you. Until the next time, we love you and we thank you for sitting in with us. Be blessed.